Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champion, nine-year pro kicking coach repping the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Welcome to episode 11 here on the 4th Down Experience podcast. So glad that you guys have joined us. We're going to switch things up today with our special guest. But first, let's talk about a few things. Chris, how are you doing up your way in Minnesota? Hey guys, overall I'm doing pretty well. Um, voice might sound a hair raspy, but uh, it's that time of the year, you know, for things that come up. So, um, but yeah, overall doing good, man. We are in Minnesota hosting the Super Bowl. Um, unfortunately, our, our Vikings didn't quite make it. They kind of laid an egg. Mm-hmm. But uh, hats off to the Eagles for making it. And, uh, and Jake Elliott. So being a rookie kicker in a Super Bowl, that's got to be pretty sweet. So congratulations to you. So um, who are you thinking is going to win or, or who are you going for? Man, that's really tough because I'm still not over the Vikings loss yet. Um, part of me wants to continue to see the Patriots dynasty just keep going in front of our eyes. You know, we, I think we're seeing something special with the Patriots with how many Super Bowls they've won and and just what they got going on over there. So there's there's part of me that's I think I'm might be pulling for the Patriots in the dynasty. Yeah, I actually agree with you. Although it it'd be interesting to see if Philly wins, but um, it'll be a great game, I think. I think it'll be a tight game. Um but uh so yeah, Super Bowl's coming up. So Chris, um I saw on your Insta story and your Snapchat that you were having some fun what was the nfl experience like up there uh for the super bowl oh yeah for sure so you know my goal i think just like any fan is you want to be a part of that nfl experience so um me and my family went and checked out this nfl live segment which is an outdoor more of an outdoor exhibit that uh that they had downtown minneapolis it was really fun they had uh live people playing live music and outdoor ice rink and just all these sort of activities and that was really cool um, then I got the opportunity to work the NFL experience um, on Saturday and uh, just through a, a friend of ours, Ken Becca, had the, the hookup to, uh, to work it. So we, Ken and I actually worked together and we got the opportunity to work in their field goal booth, which brought back some memories for me because I got to watch you uh, take part in some field goal opportunities last year's Super Bowl and probably the exact same setup. So... On my end, I'd rather hear from your, you know, re- reminisce about your story. But uh, um, I, what we had to do is we, all the fans got to go through and, and, and kick a field goal in an NFL upright. And there we, we had different stages of distances that the, that the kids and the fans and the parents and the moms and dads could kick at. And it was really fun to be around that, you know, and, and watch the kids kick it and the parents kick it and, and uh, really neat opportunities. So, um, yeah, no, I, to walk around I, I thought that was so the how same. Was it for you? Yeah, same thing. It was, it was great. Uh, just getting to see all the different fun activities and just so many people, all walks of life. Just, just really enjoyed it down there. Obviously, my situation was a little different. I got to go there, um, you know, with a sponsor, uh, Barclay Award uh, card and NFL extra points, and and got to collab with with Vinatieri and 
and Jay Feely, and that was and that was such an awesome experience. And I mean, kind of similar what you were what you posted. Just got to kick the ball up through there, and we just did, did a little cool, you know, really cool content. But um, hey, guys, so here on the here on the fourth down experience, I know um, we tweeted it out, and we really appreciate all you guys uh, going and retweeting it. But we are over fifteen hundred listens uh, in the ten weeks that we have done this, Chris. Yeah, totally amazing. Um, last night we were down one spot to get fifteen hundred. We did a little post asking for some help. Up to date now, we are at fifteen fifty three. So thank you to the fifty four people that listened. Just uh, a few people that I know that listened. They, they they sent me a text. I just want to shout out to my mom. Excuse me. <laughs> Thanks, she Sue. Listened. Yeah, she listened to her very first podcast. I don't know why it took 10, 10 episodes to listen to, but thank you, mom. Uh, Griffin Tomey, he's an NFL free agent punter, uh, went to St. John's University, lives in Alaska, so we got a, an Alaska stat, actually. Nice. Um, coach Jason, uh, he's a coach up in the North Dakota area. Um, I believe he listened to it while he was on his vacation in the Philippines. And, as a matter of fact, we had a listen from Pat McAfee, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, that was so cool that Pat McAfee responded back. And so far, guys, out of the 10 episode. 10 episodes here on the 4th Down Experience podcast, we've uh, interviewed several NFL specialists. Uh, last week was Rigoberto Sanchez, the punter and kickoff specialist with the Colts. Uh, the week before that, um, episode 9 was the new Los Angeles Rams kicker, Sam Ficken. Uh, before that, we talked with Brad Hatfield, an arena kicker uh, with a Nebraska danger. Uh Ryan Dutton, um, NFL Europe champion and punter with several NFL teams in camp. Um, a couple more notables, Matt Bryant, 16-year NFL All-Pro vet. That was an unbelievable interview, uh, as well as Will Lutz. Um, that was our first NFL specialist on the podcast who um, who plays for the Saints. And, 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 of course, we can't leave out Mark Lewis, who's played in the arena leagues for 15 years. Uh, he was, he's an arena, arena vet. But here – we're going to have a, a mix-up today, guys. We're going to switch it up and give the snappers some love. So we're just waiting on our phone call from our special guest. Yep. So since we're at the milestone of, of having done 10 episodes, Brian, I know they're they're all memorable in their own way, but what are your three or four favorite podcasts so far? Well, if we end up getting a phone call here, we may have to finish this discussion uh, after our special guest. Oh, there we go. All right. So all here right, we go. Hello, welcome to the 4th Down Experience Podcast. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? What's up, Danny? Danny nice Dillon. To and, and talk to you, man. <laughs> yeah, you too. Can you, hear, uh, can you hear me well and can you hear Chris? Yeah, you guys hear me all right? Yeah, man, yeah. you sound great. Yeah, Danny Dillon, folks. It's our first long snapper on the 4th Down Experience Podcast. We apologize that it took... 11 episodes to get there, but uh, you're, you're number, lucky number 11, Danny. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to chat with you guys. I've been listening to your podcast, so it's a it's an honor to be on here. Hey, that's awesome, man. Well, again, we appreciate you being on. You know, we never want to forget about our, our snapper. They're an integral part of our special teams unit, and so thank you for being our first. So, uh, we'll... What we find kind of interesting here is, is I think you're on break right now, right? Are you you're working tonight? Yeah, um, I'm actually on shift right now. I actually got a couple guys to, to cover for me while I, I talk to you guys. Nice. So, well, 
Yeah, where we're going with this here is is, is life as you're a free agent right now, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So free agent, long snapper. How long have you been doing this now, or been been technically in the league? Um, since the beginning of 2016, I signed with the signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Nice. So how much time do you spend with them, and then what what has your life been like so far with the uh, just just as a pro free agent? Um. So. Oh yeah, so um, I signed with the Cardinals in in '16, and I was with them throughout uh, training camp. So I got to play uh, three preseason games with them, and um, then after that, I I was released and back into free agency. And um, the Panthers actually brought me in for mini camp um, this past year, so that was a good experience. Um, but so far, it's it's been a lot of uh, just training and uh working to, to pay some of the bills yeah so so as a free agent brian and i went through it and and so did i and obviously you're doing it now sometimes you got to work a job just to make ends meet what what do you do right now to, to to make ends meet on your end um i'm actually an emt here at a uh, Bowie's creek fire department it's right near um, campbell university where i played uh, college football um so i work uh Anywhere from 12 to 36 hour shifts at a time, and I'm actually pulling a 48 hour shift right now. So, um, I uh, what I do is I respond to 911 calls on the ambulance, and um, it's a great opportunity and a blessing to serve the community that uh, I played football at. So, absolutely, where'd you play college football at, Danny? Um, like I said, it was Campbell University. It's oh, okay. a it's a small Division One uh, FCS school in central North Carolina. Um, it's probably about 50 minutes outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, the capital. Got it. Yeah, my bad. I thought you had said that's just where you were near. I didn't realize that's where you played. So that's that's awesome. Um, uh, Danny actually um, supported our four-day camp down in Pensacola and and helped with the snappers and was tremendous support. And I just wanted to tell you here on the phone, I really appreciated you kind of making a last-minute decision to come down and, and coach those snappers. Yeah, it was a blast, and I'm glad you guys, uh, glad you guys thought of me and had me come down here to help. Yeah, yes. man, we appreciate that, and, and hopefully we uh, can keep you involved in the future as well. Yeah, so um, we're right now. You know, I know you went to a couple of free agent camps and, and training hardcore. Like, are you allowed to discuss like any teams in the mix, or or at least just unveil any information that you can provide us? Um, well. Or do you have it's, like uh, do you have like a team recruiting? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Or you don't have to say the team. You can just. I, we're just curious if if you have any leads and and if you're gonna make it because like we really want you to make it. Obviously, it'd be pretty cool to see you make it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, there's no uh, real solid leads. I think it's important for for all free agents to to kind of watch and see what's going on and do their own research. Um, it's important to see what what veterans that teams have that they may need to save money on with a, uh, with a rookie specialist. And that goes for, um, not just snappers, but, um, players across, across the NFL. But, um, there's, there's quite a few teams with, with some, uh, veteran snappers that have played 10, 10 plus years. And, um, I think those, those are the teams that, that are important to really send your film out and, um, and keep, uh, contacting those coaches. Yeah. I can imagine, man, um, going up the ranks as, as more of a predominant punter, super competitive because it's, at least on my end, there's only so many leagues you can punt in. You don't have that opportunity to play arena ball. 
Um, how competitive it is it is it as a snapper? And then when you were going through preseason, were there other snappers on roster that you were competing with, or were you the only guy there? Um, yeah, so like you said, it's it's competitive for for punters, and it's the same thing for for snappers as well because very seldom do you see a, a just a long snapper go to arena league if you do at all, you know. Um, but yeah, you you definitely see some familiar faces um, competing in all the camps and uh, free agent combines that you go to. Um, I was actually competing against uh, another rookie snapper, which is kind of kind of a rare occurrence to happen um, that they bring in two rookies and, and don't have a veteran going into camp. So um, it was an interest, interesting situation there. Um, but it was, a, it was a good battle throughout training camp. And um, I think we both really pushed each other to, to become better athletes and, and snappers. Uh, we're we're going to kind of bounce around through some of these questions, Danny, because um... – we, we actually had a lot of feedback uh, more on Chris's end. Uh, uh, Chris texted a few long snappers at different levels, and they actually wanted to ask a few questions. And so we're just, I mean, so this is pretty sweet because uh, they're, they're doing some really good questions for us. Um, this is from Joe Mather, M-A-T-H-E-R, from Highland Park. Um, he wanted to ask you, Danny, how do you stay consistent throughout all of your snaps? Um. Yeah, I'd be glad to answer these questions. Uh, so how do you stay consistent through all these snaps? Um, I think it's important um, to really be diligent and, and mindful in your training because a lot of times it's it's easy to go out in the field and, and train but waste reps at the same time. Um, so it's important to, to really focus in on even your warm-ups and, and your drills and even your mental reps off the field. Um, because that, that will translate into um, practices and, and when game time rolls around. Um, so consistency is, is developed through um, mindful and diligent training. That's a good answer. Here, here's another one from Casey Starin, um, Lakeview North. I, I kind of like this question. At the college level, is long snapping really as relaxed as they make it sound? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, it, it can be, I guess, I guess, depending on, on the coaching staff there, um, from, from my discussions with, with other guys coming out of different levels of, of college, uh, D1, D2, all the way down to D3, uh, um, there's been different experiences with, uh, different special teams coordinators, but, um, you know, they all, all coaches really want you to get your work in and get get your job done um and there's some coaches that that kind of stay on top of you more and then some coaches that that um let you do your thing in practice but at the end of the day they they really want you to go out there and perform and, and do your job so did you uh you know a lot of times we try to preach to the, the specialists at least kickers and putters stay involved in practice maybe run the run the sprints with the team um in your in your college days and, and pro days were you more involved in other aspects of the practices as well? Yeah, yeah. So, some of your teammates don't don't really like it if you skip out on, on the sprints. They they tend to get mad at you if you do that. But yeah, it's it's important to stay involved. And um, I mean, getting the conditioning in with your teammates. It, it's all about um, all about a, a team effort instead of just getting your your uh, your thing done. I guess. But um, 
it's important to uh, really be on time to team meetings and um, making sure you're you're doing your film study just like like everybody else on the team. Yeah. So uh, another question, actually, Casey asked us too, and I think it's good because it can tie into a little bit of recruiting here. What makes you stand out as a long snapper at the high school level and at the college level? Like, how do you how do you do good enough so that the the scouts at the next level pay attention to you and see you and get to notice you? Um, I think the biggest thing there is uh, just really being consistent. Um, where's that ball going every time? And everybody likes to see it right there on the hip. Um, obviously, we're we're human beings and we're not perfect every time. But the more you can keep that ball consistent on the hip. I think that really makes you stand out. But um, if there's guys that that are really consistent, um, what else do they look at? I, I would say that they look to see what kind of athlete you are. And um, college recruiting for, or high school uh, players getting recruited for college, I think um, it's also really important to uh, have have your grades right because a lot of college coaches uh, uh, have a tendency to, to overlook guys who, who aren't getting it done in the classroom either. Hey, hey, Danny. Here's a, these, you're answering these questions really well, by the way. Like, just for fielding these random questions that were thrown at you. Um, but I had a question. Uh, so, like, some guys that are that are like five eight, five nine, but they're quick. You know, they they ask me sometimes at trainings, like, coaches, is, is like my size gonna hurt me? You know, and and I I try to tell them that there's several college teams that do a spread punt. And, and sometimes they prefer a guy that can get down the field, just snap first, you know, and then get down the field. But I, I want to hear it from someone um, that not only has proved it. Now, you're a big guy um, and taller guy, but just from your expertise and being around some high school-level guys coaching-wise and all that, uh, what's your opinion when, when, when someone would ask you that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I Personally, um, from my experience, it – I don't think it matters. Um, you see a lot of these teams that, like you said, are, are in the spread punt and, and they've got their, um, they may have a shorter snapper. Um, as long as you can get the ball back there and, and, and snap consistently, um, it, it shouldn't be a problem as far as, uh, being recruited. I mean, if you take a look at, uh, Texan snapper, uh, John Weeks, um, I think he's probably, he couldn't be more than five foot 10. And, um, He's been playing with them for a while, so. Nice. How, well, that's how, great. How important is the agility side of things, like, at some of these camps or, you know, a lot of these snappers just show four snaps in a row, and that's great and all, but, like, how important is it to show that you can run down the field and maybe maybe show a video of yourself running, you know, snapping and running down 20 yards, 30 yards? Oh, man, it's, it's important to be an athlete just like any other position on the field. Um I think coaches look at, look at that sometimes as, as much as they do how how well you can snap um, because they at the end of the day they want you to get down there and and help in in coverage. Well, that's great. Um, got a few off season questions for you. This comes from Logan Bruce, uh, snapper from uh, from uh, Moorhead State, actually up in Minnesota. A uh, few questions here are. How do you utilize your free time during practice? I think we kind of touched about that, right? Just just kind of stay involved in other aspects of the game, right, or practice. 
Yeah, yeah. Is, there's a there's a Moorhead State up in Minnesota. That's funny because um, we played uh, Moorhead State from Kentucky because we're in the Campbell's in the PFL. I think it. Um, I think the Moorhead State up there is M O R E, and I think the Moorhead one in Kentucky is M O O R. Is that right? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's clear that one up. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you said, how do I? How do you use your free time during practice? Yeah. Um. And, and, I think. And do you have a rep uh, count like kickers and punters do? Yeah, rep count. Yeah, yeah. Um, so during practice, um, especially in, in training camp, uh, they they had us limit limit our reps. Um, so I think the most important thing is is to focus on um, like I like I touched on earlier is is mindful uh, training as far as like warm ups, even even with the little things, um, working on your follow through or um, working on a consistent stance every time, um, just being really mindful with it. Um, sometimes you do have a lot of downtime during practice and, and I do like to use that to, to work on some mobility work, um, and, and maybe some conditioning as well. Um, and then sometimes in, in, uh, when I was at Campbell practicing, they, they'd have us hold the chains, unfortunately. But, um, <laughs> all right, here, here's a funny question for you. Um, cause we, we've been around so many snappers that, you know, they, they are around us kickers and punters so much. They probably get tired of us, but you know, you gotta be around us, but have you ever attempted a field goal and what is your farthest? Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> so if you want to see me do something unathletic, it's, it's kick a football. <laughs> um, I have, I have attempted from 35 and I have made it, but it, it kind of helicoptered on me, so. <laughs> <laughs> and have you ever turned over a punt? Oh, so that is that is one thing I, I will brag on myself about is is, is I, I am a decent punter. I don't know if you guys saw me at the uh, the four-day camp um, punt a few footballs, but. Didn't you, get, um, didn't you get in the group and, like, compete against them in the finals or something? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I actually recall it now, yeah. <laughs> nice. It's just funny because snappers always like to, you know, get out there and and kick and punt, and sometimes, and we're always like, no, don't don't pull a hamstring. We need you to snap, man. Nice. All right, I got a another, a few questions now, off season questions. This is kind of a combo of questions from Logan as well as uh, Drone Hamilton, actually, a uh, snapper in the Minnesota area who uh, committed to Howard University. Uh, so I'm just gonna layer just a few questions back to back. What's the best way to practice by yourself? And then what is a – what do you do – what's your off-season routine like on a weekly basis? What, what, what certain drills do you like to do to keep you, you going in the off-season? Okay. Um, so when you're practicing by yourself, it can be kind of a challenge because sometimes you go out of the field and, and you have nothing but a net. But I like to use a net, and I like to set something up behind that net to give me a visual of where I'm aiming because – you can't really um, – it's, it's kind of different snapping to a punter or snapping to a net um, because you know exactly where you want to snap it on the punter. So I'll hang something from that net to give me a visual, a target. And I think one of the most important things when you are practicing by yourself is to, to get yourself a tripod or prop your phone up and, and really film yourself um, because at the end of the day, you can't watch yourself snap if, you, if you're not recording it. So – um, it's important to, to see what you're doing and, and to really break your, 
your technique down um, step by step. And um, what was the other question? Um, what's your off-season routine like, and what kind of snapping drills do you like to do to try to stay and stay on top of your game? Um, so during the off-season, um, I really like to um, snap no more than – probably three times a week. Um, and I'll spread that out throughout the week. Um, and that really depends on my work schedule. Um, cause sometimes I'm here at the fire department for a couple of days straight and I'll have to string a couple of days of snapping back to back, but, um, no more than, than three days a week. And, um, I like to try to fit that in with, um, my light and heavy days in the weight room. Um, so in the off season, I'm, I'm really focusing more on, on rebuilding that strength that, that you may have, have, try to just maintain during the season. Um, but some of the drills that I like to do is, is really work on my follow through. Um, I think that's one of, one of my downfalls is having an even follow through on every snap. So, um, drills that, that kind of help that and help you be mindful about, um, letting your hands work together evenly. Yeah. No, I, this feedback's great. I, I hope that every long snapper, at least that Chris and I have been in touch with, and even some other long snappers that maybe have not met us, they, they listen to this because this is just very valuable information. Um, we got a couple more questions from a father of a long snapper, and then I kind of wanted to ask you a couple things about some of the teams you've been with uh, to finish on out. Um, this is from, from Jay Tackney. He's a father of a high school snapper. Uh, interesting question here. Um, is it possible for a, D, a Division three level player to train on his own and still get to the professional level? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say train on your own and get to a professional level because I think it's um, very important to to build relationships with with the right people that are going to help you get there, just like anything else. And it's it's important to, to have the right people surrounding you and the right support system. Um, but I, other than that, I, th I think it's very possible for, for anybody at any level to, uh, to make it to the professional level. I mean, you see that all the time on, um, guys from division three schools making, making NFL rosters. So I, it's definitely possible. That's good. Good answer. Are good grades, a good indicator of dedication, when it comes to pro professional sports, or is it just based on skill in regards to the specialist position? Um, I would say that grades do play a role in it. Um, I think that it kind of shows you what kind of person you are um, if you're a professional person because uh, NFL teams are on the professional level and they want professional athletes that are going to um, act in such that manner. Um, but at the same time, skill is very important because at the end of the day can you do the debt can you do the task that the coach is asking for you or can't you yeah man this is great uh just a lot of the questions that that you fielded um really good work and and i want to steal one of Hughesby's questions here um how many uh well this isn't the question yet but just real quick danny how many nfl preseason games have you played in um, I've played three with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, we played Oakland Raiders. Um, we went out to San Diego when San Diego was still in, when the Chargers were still in San Diego. And then we went to Houston and played the Texans. Awesome. So, so out of those three 
uh, facilities and those three venues, which I'm sure all three were amazing and fantastic. You, you got to give us your top one. Which one blew you away the most? Um, you know, the, the Cardinal Stadium, uh, University of Phoenix Stadium was actually uh, pretty awesome because – it's it's unique and it's not like any other one where where the grass rolls out outside so they during training camp they'd roll the grass outside after practice and let let the sun um let it get some sun and by the time we were ready for practice the next day they'd roll it back in and close everything back up and um the stadium and all the seating in there is it's pretty sweet so i probably i probably put that one as my number one that i've played in all right, so spinning off on that, um, out of the specialists that you've been involved with, and some and some with some of these teams, which which specialist, whether it was a veteran or maybe even just someone else uh, that was a undrafted free agent, etc., which one kind of was like surreal, like man, I'm really, I'm I'm actually snapping to this punter, or I'm snapping for a field goal for this guy. Like, was there anyone that was just like kind of like you know, someone you were, like, looking up to or anything like that, like watching games back in the day? Um, you know, I think overall um, the experience was surreal. Um, I think getting to meet um, Mike Leach um, for the Cardinals was a pretty surreal experience because um, he had snapped in, in the NFL for, I think, 16 years. Wow. Um, so that, that was a great experience, and he was, uh, he was full of advice and, and great knowledge. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, we always ask the specialists, you know, are there, I, you know, like uh, kickers or punters you like you look up to? What are a few snappers that you looked up to or sort of idolized or wanted to be like, yeah. you know, as you maybe followed their career? Great question. Um, you know, growing up, um, I, I was a self-taught snapper, so I watched a lot of videos. And um, one of the guys that I watched the most was uh, Matt Overton. Nice. And, um, great snapper. a lot, I'm sorry, just said great snapper or great guy. Yeah, too. yeah, absolutely. Um, and he, he does a lot of great work in, in the community of Indianapolis. Um, I think he's, he's with the Jaguars now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched a lot of his videos growing up and, um, I tried to emulate, um, what he was doing on video. Um, and it wasn't until senior year of, um, my college career that um, I got hooked up with um, special teams you and training with them. So, yeah, no doubt. And you know, Kyle's doing a great job with with what he's doing, and and you know, like like he says, results, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, just just all the knowledge and information you've provided us. I think Chris wanted to get uh, one more last question in from the father that sent us a handful of questions. Really good ones. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and actually led led with this just the last comment that you said, um, kind of your years of kind of trying to be a snapper. What what is there a good balance of, of how much local training you try to do versus trying to do some of the evaluation camps out there for snapping? You know, what's, what's um, yeah, I try to get yourself to the next level. Yeah, as well? he's wanting to know what's a good balance between those type of camps and and programs. Um, I think a good balance between the two is, is making sure that, that you're on top of your training. Um, so, so I guess that would fall under local training, um, making sure you're on top of, of your form, making sure you're confident in, in what you're doing. And I think that one of the biggest thing is, is confident in, 
um, are you getting are you getting it done? And then um, I also think it's it's very important to um, get your name out there in any way possible because if if this is a dream that you're chasing, you want to do do whatever it takes. So any opportunity you get to to go to the national um, like exposure combines, the pro free agent combines, um, I think it's important to uh, to reach out and get in front of scouts and coaches and um, build the right relationships as well. Great. Uh, hey, Danny, you know, as we close, like what's next for you? Like, do you have like a three-year plan, five-year plan? Like t- talk about that. How old are you? What, what's your plan? You know, um, right now I'm, I'm 24. Um, I am going to give uh, my training a, a couple more years and uh, see where it takes me. But right now what I'm doing um, as an EMT is I'm gaining clinical contact uh, patient hours, which is going to allow me to, continue to build my resume resume to apply to physician assistant school. Um, so that's, that's kind of sort of my backup plan there, um, which is a, a lifelong career. And uh, I think after, um, well, God willing, I, I make a roster, you know, but um, if not, I'll apply to PA school and um, see where that takes me. You know, I just think you're, you're a great role model. I mean, just you're being smart with both careers and you're giving yourself a chance and you got a good support system with, with, you know, uh, are, are you engaged or is that your girlfriend? Uh, yeah. Let, let me give a shout out to my wife. Cause I know, I know she's going to be listening to this. Um, she, she's been absolutely wonderful through this whole process. And, uh, um, she, she has been the most supportive person out there for me. And if, if it wasn't for her, I, um, I wouldn't be able to have have gotten this far, you know. Yeah, I love hearing that. Yeah, I think all specialists need that need that special someone to put up with the, the rigorous <laughs> and, the, and the hopes that we have to go through as well, man. And we hope it works out for you, man, because we know you're a good guy. You know, we saw you snap bullets at the camp, and 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 you got just the right physique for it and mindset. And so we hope it all works out for you, and we'll be in your corner for you when that time comes, man. Well, that that's what happened to Matt Overton. That man. I, I was a free agent with him at a couple camps back in 2009 and in, in 2010. I mean, that man would would work hard, got in the weight room, a lot of stuff that you do, and then he'd put out film all the time constantly. And, and then, you know, then he just finally got in front of the right people. And, you know, he's had, he's been snapping for several years. So I think it'll yeah, happen for you. For it's sure. all about that perseverance and, and keeping the dream alive, you know. Cool. All right. Well, hey, Danny, man, this has been a fantastic – interview and a, a great podcast i just wanted to thank you so much for coming on and and spending your time with us yeah no problem i thank you guys for having me and i i really enjoy your guys podcast so appreciate it man thank you very much we'll be in touch for sure so uh yeah, enjoy this uh, overnight shift you got coming up and best of luck on the free agent life and, and making a team yeah, all right yeah I, pre- I appreciate it guys all right danny see you all right bye man chris uh that couldn't have gone any better, right? I agree, man. I mean, he gave you the, the type of answers that I think any snapper wants to know about. It's the, it's the little insights that you don't typically figure out on your own. So, you know, we hope that our, our listeners, especially the, the, the snappers, gain something from this. You know, we're, we're going to try to get a few more snappers on here as, you know, in this offseason. Um, you know, and, and kickers and punters, share this podcast with your snappers. Absolutely. Give them that leg up to help you out because if they get better, 
you're getting better. Yeah. You know? And you guys can go on Instagram and just type in Danny Dillon. Uh, it's D-A-N-N-Y, and then his last name's D-I-L-L-O-N. Uh, we'll definitely be giving him a shout-out probably um, tonight, uh, for sure by tomorrow, on our 4th Down Experience Instagram page. Uh, follow him. Uh, ask him questions. Feel, feel free to connect with Danny Dillon and, and uh, you know, just just maybe ask him a, a question or two. Maybe say, hey, it was nice hearing you on the podcast, um, just so that way he knows where, where you came from. But, again, we really appreciate Danny. Um, we're going to finish up the podcast here, podcast number 11 on the 4th Down Experience, uh, back on where we were right before. And, Chris, I think your question to me was is kind of what was, what was my top podcast that we've done so far or something like that. Yeah, kind of your top three, top four so far. I mean, I think they're all great, but if you had to rank them, what would you? What? How would you rank them so far? Yeah, it's tough to rank rank them. Um, uh, obviously, loved being able to have Lutz on here as our first ever NFL specialist. You know, him to him to kind of take the time during the season to to spend twenty thirty minutes with us, providing such really good knowledge. Uh, but the one that, that really stuck out to me personally um, was with Matt Bryant. And I still just hearing him, the Falcons kicker, that he's been kicking the league for 16 years, just hearing him say that before he made it to the league, he would just drive around with his pickup truck with a bag of balls, and he'd see a side field with a pole, and he would just get out and kick. Like, that's just awesome hearing stuff like that, you know, just a guy that's been in the league for 16 years. And he said he would still do that to this day if, if you know, if he was in that area and I just think that's so cool to hear that from a legend. Uh, it was really cool um, doing the, actually the Peter Mortel Holder of the Year Award. Uh, that yep. was just like really unique and just awesome to, to have a spotlight on holders that get, often get overlooked, just like snappers. Um, but, but I've really liked all of the podcasts and I've really appreciated all of them. Um, Chris, uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, man, uh, you touched upon some of the same reasons here. I, you know, I like doing Will Lutz, you know, again, you know, having that chance to meet him when he was going through the ranks as a college guy, you know, staffing camps that we did. Um, fun to see him make it that far and have him discuss his life as a pro. I thought that was great. Yeah, Matt Bryant, uh, that was awesome. Again, as a fan of the game, you see a name of a guy that's been in the league forever and just how he goes about his life. And like you said, what he was doing in the free, in the, as a, uh, as a free agent or, or trying to make it into the league, kicking that bag of balls and all that stuff, that was awesome. I also really enjoyed uh, the Rigo Sanchez interview. I think partially because he was a punter, you know, that, that love for the punters, but just he gave so much insight, no, inside knowledge on what it was like as a rookie, how, it, how he got there, and just it, how he goes about his week. So, you know, I mean, like, you know, like you said, they're all awesome in their own way, but those ones kind of stuck out for me. Great. And – uh, I just think this thing is going to keep on going. It's kind of like a train, man. It just keeps getting faster and stronger. And, and like we've we've told you all, we have several NFL specialists in line. Uh, some have some other things going on, so they're going to wait a couple weeks. Uh, I know um, next week we're actually going to interview a really unique legend in the game. He, ne- he didn't play in the NFL, but he's a legend when it involves kicking. We won't yet say his name, uh, but he, he's he's a shorter guy like me. And he's paved the way, as he likes to say, and, and he likes to say work ethic pays the way. There's a little hint for you. He'll be our next guest next week. And, and so we just hope you guys stay tuned and follow us on the 4th Down Experience on Twitter, Instagram, and on SoundCloud and iTunes. Make sure to subscribe, guys. 
uh, share this this interview with your snapper uh, snappers share it with a fellow snapper go follow Danny and and just get better because the next five and a half months are going to be crucial for you to to perform well in Friday Night Lights yeah exactly man uh, excited for this next one and like always guys feel free to always message us questions we'll answer them we'll get them answered on the, in the following podcast and uh, thanks again for your support man help us reach 2,000 listens now all right, peace. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.